City of London Symphonia podcast, where we go behind the scenes with the orchestra's musicians, artists and friends, discussing artistic programmes, participation projects and broader topics about the arts, culture and healthcare sectors. In this episode, you will be hearing from creative director and leader Alexandra Wood and British composer Hugh Watkins. Hello and welcome. I'm Alexandra. I'm the leader and creative director of the orchestra. And it's my great pleasure today to be talking to the wonderful composer, pianist, Hugh Watkins, MBE. Hugh, thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. It's lovely to, lovely to be speaking to you. It is. Uh, it's uh, been a long time. Far too long. Yeah. Um, now, to help us celebrate our birthday season at CLS, we've got four premieres, actually. And you're kicking things off um, in the first concert, which is on the 27th of October at Southwark Cathedral, uh, with a piece for myself and our principal clar- clarinet, Catherine Spencer, otherwise known as Waffy. Uh, can you tell us something about the piece? I believe you've now finished it. I have. I mean, it's called quite plainly uh, Five Duos, but I think, well, originally when uh, you suggested writing you something, there was a, there was a theme of folk music um, in, in the programme, which I didn't uh, use directly, but I, I very much love those Bartok duets for two violins. And just the idea of the, writing something quite plain and simple and... and um, Colourful for two instruments, two single, mostly single line instruments, uh, really appealed to me. So I wrote these five quite short, you know, one minute, two minute long pieces, uh, just exploring that single kind of relationship between the two instruments. And I must say, I've really enjoyed writing the piece. It's just uh, having something as pared down as a duet um, for two instruments with quite similar ranges as well mm. is... is um, a really satisfying compositional challenge. Um, and so I'm just I'm very excited now because I finished the piece and I'm about to send it to you and, yeah. and to Wafi. So I hope uh, <laughs> I'm nervous and excited. No, time. we're really excited because, of course, um, Wafi and I have known you a long time. You were at school with Wafi and then we obviously Absolutely. met at university. I wonder how does it change if it does at all? how you go about the compositional process if you know the person or and you know they're playing that you're writing for I mean I know you've written for your brother a lot and he's obviously an exceptional cellist but does it impact on on that process absolutely I mean particularly with with you two I mean I've I've written for you before and you've played a whole load of my pieces and I know that I can write anything really however <laughs> difficult is a problem <laughs> um so I'm going to, I'm going to embarrass okay. you now and say that you play everything brilliantly, excitingly, but also with such accuracy and, and finesse. And I've, that's been at the back of my mind. I mean, they're, don't worry, they're not crazy. If, but they're, <laughs> there are a couple of fast ones, which I know you'll um, enjoy. I hope you'll enjoy. And also, Wafi, I, I, I've known even longer, really, than, than you. I haven't mm. played quite so much with her, but she's just, she's also, I mean, she can play anything. She's got the most sort of beautiful sound, uh, a very creative personality, and she doesn't force her personality on the music, but 
it's always quite easy to recognise her playing, and I, I love that about her. And I think I have played with the two of you together. Mm-hmm. We did Bartok Contrast, didn't we? That's right. We did, we did Contrast, which, um, which is, you know, the masterpiece for piano, violin, clarinets. And I, I, I mean, God, that's probably about 20 years ago, but I've still got in the back of my mind that was probably my favourite performance of that piece and, and just how brilliantly you two um, sound together and um, how much I love combining those two instruments somehow, intertwining that, you know, a lot of my piece has uh, canon or the similar material uh, overlapping uh, just to sort of deceive the ear who's on top, who's who's not. And uh, yeah, that's quite a, that's, that's a really fun thing to try to, Make it sound like two violins or two clarinets at some point. Mm. I'm excited now. I'm um, excited so to get it. Yeah. No, but very much to, to come. Yeah, yeah to, to, I've very much had both of your sounds and your personalities um, in mind when I was writing it. Oh. Now, you're very much um, a traditional musician in the sense that you're a composer and a pianist and a performer. Um, do those two things feed into one another? Do you, do, does one inspire the other, do you find? Yes, I very much so. And, you know, we're, we're sort of coming out of this lockdown period. I mean, hopefully for good now, but I must say when, when we went into it and I mean, I don't know how you felt about all this one, when, when all the, my outlets for performing or at least playing with people stopped for a while, I found it very hard to concentrate on composing because I, I realized then that it, it feeds in my performing. Was part of my life feeds in so um, fundamentally to my composing side. I could only for a while write very short pieces. Um, just somehow, it was very hard to focus on on bigger projects. Mm. Um, and it's yeah, I th- I think um, what I get from playing other music is that intimate knowledge of scores, other composers' works that you just need in order to write your own. I think if I wasn't a player, then I'd probably be too lazy just to do the score study. I like to get to know a piece from inside. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's my way of getting to know instruments as well, which I think is so important just to write for them with the sense that a human being is going to be playing them, which I think sometimes is... It's easy to forget that if you're not a performer. Yeah. So that's interesting. So the two things, you very much need the two things in your life for both of them to work almost. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and I I think it goes the other way around as well, that I wouldn't be, if I wasn't composing, I wouldn't play the same way. I think that, yeah, I have to do both of them, even though I wish I had a bit more time. Yeah, well, I mean, talking of time, more and more of us are working from home now, Yeah. With everything that's that's gone on in the world, and I mean, I know that you're super talented, and probably things happen very quickly. You know, you, you learn things very quickly, but still, you have to, you know, prepare uh, concerts, and you have to to do the hard graft of composition. You must have amazing time management skills. I mean, do you set aside, <laughs> or, or don't you? I don't know. Do you set aside certain, you know, certain time for composing, or does it have to fit in, or does it depend on what projects you have? happening in the performing world at that time? 
Yeah. Well, if only I had good time management skills. Although I think the the um, well, the lockdowns kind of forced it onto me a little bit. You know, we had our he was what was he six then when it all started? Our six year olds at home, and we were kind of sharing him uh, between us and rushing off just to do very concentrated bursts. I think that's another reason I didn't really feel I could do long pieces. Just mm. it. But actually, it was quite liberating then to, to realise you've only got half an hour or an hour or mm. something like that. Um, you lose your inhibitions about this awful thing or this piece I'm writing has got to be the masterpiece. You think, well, no, I've, I can write something in this time. And it turns out that usually it's not so bad. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you know, you have to you have to run with it in the time you've got. And I, I think sometimes if you've got unlimited time, it's very difficult to do anything at all. It's very difficult to start. So sometimes a little bit of that, oh, you know, it's like that thing of having a deadline focuses your, yeah. your mind on getting on with the, with the task. Um, so, yeah, I mean, perhaps I can, as, as the world returns to normal, apply a bit of that to the way I work, hopefully. Um, but it, it is, it's a challenge when performing things are and running um and not very often those things come in sporadically or at the last minute and mm. you suddenly somebody wants you to do a week's work and it's hard to say no um whereas composition things are usually planned a year or two or even more ahead so uh you have to i have to remind remember how long it takes to write this piece remember that i have to keep patches free sometimes which is which is difficult when a really lovely uh, invitation to do something comes mm. in it's hard, very hard to say no now i hope this isn't a nasty little question but is there <laughs> one one artist or maybe composer who you feel has sort of had tremendous impact on your on your work on your career or or, or a handful are there um yeah, I mean, I'm always a bit shy of saying which composers, uh, mm. just because people are always composers, influence spotting. But I think it's fair to say that, uh, you know, somebody like Benjamin Britten was a huge influence to me growing up and, and kind of still is really being a, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the, the great British composer of modern times, um, also a magnificent pianist and, and conductors, I, I don't conduct, but I think a musician who was really at the heart of the community as well. But the, but his music in particular has really made a huge impression on me just because it's, he, he when composers were abandoning tonality or trying out new radical things, he, he was still being radical in his own way, but in a very clever way, keeping these old forms and old sort of melodic and harmonic um, familiar structures in place. And I think that's something that's, without wanting to sound like Britain, mm. that, that's something I want to do as well. At least I, I've realised now at this stage of my life, that's what I want to do. Just write music that sounds fresh and, and you know, original, but isn't um, off-puttingly, uh, you know, esoteric or mm. has something that's 
just sat a music lover who's not following the latest trends is going to be able to follow and enjoy, I hope. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Britain and I mean, there are lots of them. Lots of composers that I love, and it's always exciting you know, to discover new composers, uh, which is something you know I'm lucky to do when I'm playing as well. Um, but there you go. That's that's one name yeah, for you. Um, and to, to end, the, the concert um, in which your your five duos will be premiered has become a kind of celebration of the British Isles in a way, almost by chance. Um, as you right. mentioned, there's a sort of subliminal folk influence. And we're going to be using the cathedral. Yes. It's almost like a kind of oral map. So the, the different duos right. and solos will be spread around. So people get a sense of space and can maybe take themselves off to Wales or Scotland or whatever. Yeah. Um, I wonder, oh, great. Yeah, I wonder, is there somewhere, it doesn't have to be in Wales, but it probably is maybe somewhere in the British Isles that's special to you, a special place for you. Well, Wales is Wales is really special to, to me. Um, and you know, after this strange period where I wasn't able to go there for probably the longest time in my life, um, I really realised how much I love. Just, I mean, where it's not the heart of Wales. It's uh, but it's sort of spectacular and very um it's it's scenery it's landscape unlike anywhere else in in this country i think um i don't know if that's any that has any effect on my music but i'm sure somehow it does i'm sure these things feed into you where you where you grew up you know yeah so um yes i i do feel a real pull towards wales certainly Fantastic, Hugh. It's it's been an utter delight to talk to you today. Thank you very much, and I'm, thank you, Alex. I'm it's very much looking pleasure. forward to uh, to seeing these duos and cracking on with them. Yeah, it won't be long. I can't wait to I can't wait to hear you. Take care. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for listening to the City of London Symphonia podcast with Alexandra Wood and Hugh Watkins. For more information about what you've just heard and on City of London Symphonia, visit the website cls.co.uk and find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.